If you would like to read the scripture that the Lord has laid upon my heart to minister from today, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1. So Exodus, chapter 2, and beginning with the first verse. And there went a man of the house of Levi, and he took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him for three months. And get this, when she could no longer hide him, I mean, you know, three months is a long time to hide a little one. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes. And she dabbed it with slime and with pitch, and she put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags or the reeds by the river's brink. And his sister and his sister, this sister that the scripture is talking about is Miriam. And his sister stood afar off to see what would be done unto him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maids walked along by the riverside. And when she, Pharaoh's daughter, saw the ark among the flags or the reeds, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister, the baby's sister, Miriam, to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the mother or the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, because I drew him out of the water. And I want to stop reading right there. If you would, please bow your heads with me this morning and let us pray together and ask the Lord for his help and for his anointing in speaking his word. Heavenly Father, I thank you, first of all, for the anointing that I feel here in this place. I would ask this morning, Lord, that you would allow that anointing to give me utterance and liberty and direction to speak what you would have me to speak. Use me as an instrument in your hand. I readily confess of my own self, in my own ability, I am absolutely and completely inadequate. But if you will anoint me and you will touch me, if you will bless me, 
then I know, Father, that you will allow my words to be a blessing. I pray this morning, Father, that everything that is said and everything that is done will be done to glorify Jesus and to edify the body of Christ. I ask you, Heavenly Father, to give me clarity of mind and clarity of thought and let your word come forth under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And for these things, Lord, we will be grateful. We believe you now for them. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement with that prayer said amen. So uh, this morning, I would like to begin by just sharing with you a lesson that life has repeatedly taught me down through the years. And it is a lesson that can also clearly be seen multiple times over in the Word of God. I will try to capture the essence of that lesson with this one sentence. So listen carefully. Sometimes the greatest strength that we need is not to hang on, but to let go. Stop and think about it for a moment. Let me say it another way. Sometimes the greatest strength that we need in our life is not the strength to hang on, but it is the strength to let go. I will share with you just a quick illustration, and hopefully the illustration will help you to understand exactly what I'm saying. Young man was climbing a mountain, a, a huge cliff, and he's almost at the top. And suddenly he loses his footing and he begins to fall. And as he was falling, he reaches out and miraculously he grabs a bush that's growing out of the rocks. And there he is, dangling between heaven and earth about 200 feet up in the air. As he's hanging there for dear life, hanging on, he hollers to the top of his lungs. Is anybody up there? And a few seconds later, a booming voice comes back to him and says, Yes, I'm here. What do you need? And he said, God, I can't hold any longer. Please rescue me. And God said to him, Okay, my son, turn loose and let go and I will catch you. There was a silent pause, and the young man said, Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> Sometimes the greatest strength that we need is not the strength to hold on, but the strength to be able to let go. The strength to be able to let go. Yes, beloved, there are times in our life that we must stand fast. And remain unmovable. Yes, there are times in our lives that we must have a great deal of fortitude and resilience. And there are times that we need to refuse to give up and refuse to turn loose. But there are also some times. There are also some times in our life that the greatest strength that we need is the strength 
to be able to let go. If you haven't found out by now, I promise you that somewhere, somewhere along life's road, you're going to need the strength to let go. Because sometimes the only path forward is to be able to turn loose, let go, and trust God. Sometimes the only path that will move you forward is to be able to turn loose, let go, and trust God. Sometimes the only path forward is to turn loose and be able to walk away and leave it in the hands of the Lord. If you've never been there, I can assure you what I preach, I know what I'm talking about. I've been there before. But this morning, I want to give you a couple of examples from God's Word concerning about what I'm speaking of, about letting go being the only path forward. This morning, I want to give you a few examples of that fact, pointing to some of the adventures that are spoken of in the Word of God. And our text is one of those verses or one of those stories. If you were to begin reading in the first chapter of the book of Exodus, you would find that the children of Israel, the Bible says that the children of Israel had went down into Egypt, and you know the story. They had went down into Egypt in the book of Genesis, and they're searching for food because there is a famine in the land where they are. They run into their brother Joseph. Joseph feeds them and provides for them. God had put Joseph second in command over all of Egypt and, and God gave them provision and provided for them and they were even given a specific place in Egypt to call their own the land of Goshen. So they go down and they are inhabiting Egypt and they are being fed and they are being taken care of and they are, they are blessed and they are enjoying all that Egypt has to offer. But the Bible says that there came a king that grew into being the Pharaoh after Joseph had died. The Bible says that, amen, at that time, the Bible says that that Pharaoh who did not know Joseph did not know really all of the things why the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt. And he looks around and the Bible says that he determines that they are more and they are mightier than we are. They have been so blessed and they have become so wealthy and so wonderfully blessed by God in the land that we've provided for them that they're more of them and they are mightier than we are. And so that Pharaoh said, come, let us deal wisely with them. And at that time, they took them into captivity. If you are a student of the word of God, then you know that it was at that time that Egypt took the children of Israel into captivity and made them to become slaves. It is also at that time that the Bible tells us that the king of Egypt or the Pharaoh made a decree or a de de decree that every male child that was born to the Hebrew women Every male child that was born to the Hebrews would be killed 
and cast into the Nile River. So understand that the children of Israel, they are living now under bondage and they are being forced to kill their own children. And that brings us to the first verse in our text. And the Bible says that there went a man of the house of Levi and he took a wife of the daughters of Levi. The man, his name was Amram the father of Moses, of the tribe of Levi. And the woman, her name was Jochebed. And she was the mother of Moses. And verse 2 said, And the woman conceived, and she bare a son. And when she saw that he was a good or a goodly child, she, saw, she hid him for three months. She saw that he was a goodly child. Many theologians believe that, amen, when Jochebed looked upon her child, she realized that God had a plan for her son. She realized that this baby that, that God had given her somehow had a future in the plans of the children of Israel. And so she made an ark to hide him along the banks the Nile River and the Bible tells us that Miriam his sister stood afar off waiting to see what would become of him she takes that baby I don't know how she takes that baby lays him in that ark that little boat that little vessel that she had prepared and slides him off out into the water slides him off out into the water and turns and leaves and let's go of her baby. And we're told that not before too long after that, Pharaoh's daughter comes down to the banks of the river to bathe herself. And there she sees that little ark among the reeds along the banks of the river and sends her maid to fetch it. And when she opens up that ark and sees that baby inside, he's crying and she, the Bible said, had compassion upon him. She looks at him and sees him and has compassion upon him. And the Bible says it was at that moment that Miriam spoke up and said, shall I go and fetch one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? And the Bible says that, amen, she is sent away. And how many of you know exactly where Miriam went? <laughs> the baby's sister went to her mama the baby's mother and the Bible says that she is called and the Pharaoh's daughter literally paid her wages to take care of the child and then the Bible says that amen after that the baby had grown she takes him to Moses or to Pharaoh's daughter and that Moses became that 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 individual's son and was raised up in Pharaoh's home. But what I want you to stop and think about this morning is the courage and the strength that it took for Jochebed to let go of her baby in the first place. Can you imagine taking your small little three-month-old baby and wrapping it up in a blanket and putting him or her in a little boat and then floating them off of the water and you have no idea amen, whether you are going to ever see them again. Can you imagine what kind of courage it must have took to do an act like that? Understand that Jocko bed, it was the only option that she had. 
You might be thinking, Pastor Gary, how in the world could someone do that? Understand, it was the only option that she had. It was the only path forward. Amen. Letting go was the only path that would move them forward. She knew that if she kept her baby with her, amen, that they would come for. She knew that she couldn't hide him any longer. And she knew that if they found that child with her, they would kill him. She has no option. Amen. She knew that her only option was to let go and trust in God. Sometimes the greatest strength that we are going to need is the strength not to hang on, but the strength to let go. Think of the courage that it must have took to her. Think of the faith in God that it must have taken for her to do such a thing. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 23, the Bible says by faith Moses when he was born was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a child that God intended to use. Beloved, what I'm saying this morning, it was her faith that compelled her to let go and trust in God's plan. It was her faith that compelled her to let go and trust that God could and that God would work out all of the details. It was her faith that allowed her to let go and walk in to her future. And by her faith, by her letting go and placing her trust in God, she not only unlocked her own future, but she unlocked the future for an entire nation because it was was this same child that she was required to let go of that turned out to be the same child that would one day stand before Pharaoh and declare God says Jehovah Jireh declares the great I am says let my people go understand this morning that she if she had not have found the courage to let go. If she had not have found the courage and the strength to release even what she loved, amen, if she had not found the strength to let go, amen, Pharaoh would have never let the children of Israel go. She had to find the strength and the courage to let go of Moses so that Pharaoh would let go of the children of Israel. Hello? She had to find the strength and the courage to let go because it was all part of God's master plan. What I want you to understand this morning and what I feel like the Holy Spirit sent me here to tell you, amen, is what is it that you need to let go of? What is it that you need to find the strength and the courage to let go of in order to walk into the future that God has planned for your life? 
What is it that you need to find the strength and the courage to relinquish and surrender in order to walk into the path that will lead you forward? What is it that you need to set free and set loose in your life in order to open up the future that God wants you to lay a hold of? Some of us sitting here this morning have some things that we need to release. Amen. And some of us have some things that we need to relinquish go and, and release in our life in order to move into the path that God wants us to walk. Amen. Some of us need to let go of some stuff in order to walk into what God wants us to obtain. Some of us here this morning have some things that we need to liberate and emancipate and let go and loose from ourselves in order to walk into the future that God desires for us to walk in. Amen. This is what the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1. Verse number 2. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Beloved, what I believe that God is trying to tell us this morning, that the very thing that we are holding on to is the very thing that is holding us back. Hello? The very thing that we are to trying to hold on to is the very thing that's holding us back. We need to understand this morning that all too often the only path that will lead us forward is the path that requires us to let go of some things. Let me give you another example. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, that the Lord speaks to Abraham. He's 75 years old. How many of you think that at 75 years old, you are pretty settled in life? You have figured out where you want to live. Hello? And God says to Abraham at the age of 75 years old, get up, get out, and get away from your kindred and get out of your country unto a land that I will show you. And he says, and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you and in you, he says, in you shall all of the families of the earth be blessed. What I want you to see is that God had a plan for Abraham's life. God had a blueprint and a narrative, amen, for Abraham to walk in. God said, I'm going to make of you a great nation and I will bless all of the families of the earth because of you. But in order for Abraham to walk into that plan, he had to let go of everything that he knew. He had to gather the courage and the strength to leave everything that was familiar to him. 
He had to gather the strength and the courage to let go and leave everything that he was accustomed to. He had to let go and depart from everything that he was comfortable with and he had to face the unknown, the undetermined, and the unfamiliar. Abraham had to face the unidentified and the undiscovered. How many of you know when you, you know, I mean, when you get to a certain age, you're not all that fond of change anyway. And God says, listen, I have a plan for your life. I have something that I want to do with you and for you. But in order for me to do it, in order for you to move forward, you got to turn loose of some stuff. Huh? You got to turn loose of everything that you're familiar with. You got to turn loose of everything that's around you. Get up, get out of your country, away from your kindred, into a land that I will show you. But in letting go, in letting go, it was a setup because God, amen, intended to make Abraham a blessing and give him a blessing in his life. I came to tell somebody this morning that what you thought was going to be a setback is actually going to turn out to be a setup. What you thought was going to be a setback in your life, God actually meant it for good. Amen. I, 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 mean, I know what I'm saying this morning. I feel it in my spirit all the way down in my soul. I came to tell somebody this morning what you thought was a setback is nothing more than a setup. You had to turn loose of some stuff. You had to turn loose of some things in order for God to take you where he wanted to take you. Amen. But God didn't bring you to this place. Amen. To leave you just hanging. God brought you here where you are right now. God brought you into this place for such a time as this. And God brought you here to bring a blessing into your life and to establish you. And God brought you into a place where he could bless you and bless others around you. Hmm. And sometimes the only path forward is letting go. God is just simply getting you in a position to take you to another level of glory. God's getting you in a position to take you to another place of purpose. God is getting you in position to establish and to validate a blessing in your life. He's getting ready to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you and the power that is working in you is the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't come to the Lord with a long drawn out, amen, discouraged heart. God said, I told you to let go of some stuff so I could bring you into something new and bring you into a blessing. Hmm. Psalms 37 and 23 said, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. The steps of a righteous man, a righteous woman, they are ordered of the Lord. In other words, God is directing your footsteps. He's directing your footsteps. Amen. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. A lot of times we get into trouble because we lean on our own understanding. And maybe, you know, we just see in pieces, God sees the whole picture. And some of the stuff that he's asked us to give up and, and, and release and let go of, we're like, I'm not sure I wanted to let go of that. Hello? But God says, I see the whole picture from the beginning to the end. Don't lean on your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. There are times, beloved, amen, that we can only move forward when we are willing to let go. Just for the sake of consideration, I, 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 the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart about a whole bunch of different things that sometimes we need to release and let go. Some of them even toxic. Some of them even toxic. How about, how about we need to let go of bitterness and resentment? How many people do you know that are living with bitterness in their heart and resentment toward others? Release it and let it go. Let go of unforgiveness and offense. Let go of unforgiveness and offense. Let go of jealousy and malice. Let go of anger and strife. Let go of blaming others for our problems. <laughs> Amen. Stop trying to find a scapegoat to blame. Stop trying to play the part of the victim. Amen. Let go of blaming everybody else and take responsibility for our own bad decisions. Hello? I mean, we that's our human nature. It, I, it, I didn't make a mess of it. It was somebody else's fault. Oh, really, if we really get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it was our own decisions that brought us to where we are. Let go of wanting everyone to like you. Hello? Let go of everyone or wanting everyone to like you. Isn't it amazing that we want everyone to like us? But we need to understand that is a very unrealistic, unachievable thing. Just simply put, if being liked by everybody is a worthy goal, then Jesus failed miserably. I promise you, you can be kind to everyone and you can be loving to everyone and not everyone is going to like you. It's okay. You don't need their validation. Hello? We need to understand that in order for everyone to like us, we will need to remain silent against sin and injustice. We need to understand that if everyone is going to like us, we will need to kowtow to everyone else and we will be required to choose reputation over integrity. So we need to just learn to let go of the fact that not everyone is going to like us. I told my children growing up, if you're going to lead, you're going to get shot at. It's just a fact of life. Hello? Not everyone. Let go of those things. Let go of allowing our emotions to control our actions. Oh, my. Let go of allowing our emotions to control our actions. 
let go of negative self-talk. If you want to go where God wants to take you, you've got to let go of some of this stuff. If you want to walk into some of the things that God has in store for you, you've got to let go of some of this stuff. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with God says, I want you just to release it, turn loose of it, so I can take you into the blessing that I want to put in your life. Amen. Let go of negative self-talk. We are our own worst critic. Sometimes things that we think people are talking about, about us, they haven't even thought about it. Hello? Hmm. Let go of refusing to change. Let go of refusing to change. Everything that lives is constantly changing. Amen. We weren't born perfect. So be willing to change. Hello? Let go of the past. Let go of the path of least resistance. Let go of past failures. Here's what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3 and 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. In verse 13 he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But he says, This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before. He said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. What was he saying? He said, this one thing I do. Amen. If I don't do anything else, I make sure that I do this one thing. Forget those things that are behind me and I keep my eyes on the prize and I keep marching forward. Because if I allow my attention to get sidetracked and looking back, I'm going to wind up stumbling and falling over something. When you drive home today, your car, there's a big windshield in the front and a little bitty rearview mirror for you to look in. The reason is that the windshield is large, amen, or is so large and the rearview mirror is so small is because what is in front of you is more important than what is behind you. Hello? So pay attention to where you're going and not just where you've been. Amen. If you've made some mistakes, put it under the blood and leave it alone. If you've made some failures in the past, put them under the blood and leave them there. If you've, uh, amen, stumbled and fallen, if you have tripped up along the way, put it under the blood of Jesus Christ uh, and keep moving forward, keep reaching, keep striving. Uh, amen. Put it behind you. Let go of it. Release it. Amen. And allow God to take you to the place where he wants to take you. Amen. We've all gone through disappointments and setbacks. We have all encountered things that we did not understand. Amen. Maybe we prayed for a loved one that didn't get well. Maybe, amen, we worked hard for a promotion that we didn't get. Maybe we stood in faith, amen, for a relationship that didn't work out. Beloved, one of the best things that we can do is release it and let it go. Quit trying to figure out why God didn't do this and God didn't do that. Amen. Leave it alone. Release it and move forward in the Lord. Hmm. 
man, we go around dwelling on it, wondering about it. Why didn't this work out? And why didn't this happen? And why didn't I get the promotion? And if we do that long enough, we'll wind up with self-pity and bitterness and resentment filling our heart. Hello? Blaming others and blaming ourselves and sometimes even coming to the point of blaming God. Amen. You may not understand it and it may not be fair, but release it. And when we release it, it is an act of our faith saying, God, I trust that you have a big picture in mind. I trust that, amen, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord who are the called according to his purpose. I trust, uh, amen, that you are in control and I'm just going to turn the wheel over to you. You know where the shortcuts are. You know where the dead ends are. You know, amen, the same roads that lead back to the same old place. I'm going to let you drive. Amen. I know that you have a path for my life. Amen. I know that you have a path for our life. Amen. We need to be willing to release the things that hinder us in order to move forward with him. Amen. I, I read an illustration yesterday about how they catch little monkeys in the jungle in order to catch them because they catch them and they actually, you know, train them to do labor and all kinds of so here's how they catch them they attach a coconut a hollowed out coconut to a tree and they cut a little hole in one end of the coconut and they put a small object that will rattle inside the coconut and when the monkey comes up and puts its hand into that little hole and grabs a hold and tries to pull his hand out his hand cannot come back through the hole. But he will not release what he has a hold of. And therefore, they just simply walk up and take him into captivity. Because he will not let go. Can I tell you that some of us are the same way? The enemy takes us into captivity because we will not, we refuse to let go of some things in our life that we need to release. Amen. Are you ready this morning to let go? What is right now the Spirit of the Lord speaking to your heart about? Do you have something that the Holy Spirit has brought to your mind that you need to release, that you need to let go of? You know it's a hindrance. I tell you this morning, beloved, let go of it. And when you let go of it, you can move forward in the Lord. Bow your heads, if you will, please. Bow your heads. Holy Spirit, I ask you now to come to this place in, in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. And I pray, Father, that you will reveal to us areas within our life that we need to relinquish and that we need to loose and let go before we can even move forward in you. Speak to us here now this morning, Father, and let us recognize that the trap that the enemy has set for us will hold us in place until we learn how to release 
what we have a hold of and the very thing that we're hanging on to is the very thing that is holding us back. I pray, Father, that you will bring wisdom and understanding to recognize that it takes courage and strength to let go. It takes courage and strength to re release, to walk away. Sometimes more courage and strength than it does to stay and fight. Sometimes more strength and courage than it does for us to just continue to hang on. This morning, I pray, Lord, that you will bring release to the hearts of those that you're speaking to right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Are you here in this house? Are you here in this house? And you would be willing to say, Pastor Gary, I needed to hear this word this morning because there's some stuff I need to turn loose of yes and yes and yes and yes. Hands being lifted here. Stand to your feet, please. Let's pray in being dismissed for those that have lifted their hands. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, you see each one here in this place. And Father, the thing that they have a hold of that's holding them back, allow them to release that right now. Allow them to release that right now. In Jesus' name I ask. Set free those who are held captive. Advance those that are being held back. Allow your anointing to break every yoke and every fetter. Work as only you can work in the name of Jesus, we pray. Come and sing. Come.